Do I need to do what we did last Sunday? Is everybody awake? No, no calisthenics, no running around the building a couple times. I think that would be fun, though. I brought my running shoes, so just in case you want to run, we can. It would be fun. When's the last time you ran in church, huh? Think about it. I mean, really think about it. Last time you ran in church, you know, it's fun to do. Just saying, just saying. Anyway, everybody's great this morning, huh? Yeah, yeah. Everything good? Had a good week so far? Amen. Got a new week coming up. I want to thank Jessica for being here today, y'all. Jessica Lewis is here today. Woman of the year, 2016, 17, somewhere around there. She actually came, actually, you know, she thought Paul was preaching this morning, so she showed up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to give you a hard time. By the way, visitors, thank you for coming this morning. I wanted to bring up, uh, in case you were kind of confused at the beginning of the offering, uh, Michael Staniland, who did a great job of the offering this morning, preached a few Sundays ago, and he slipped with the tongue. And uh, what happened, not like that, but like, you know, he had a slip of word, not the other way. Anyway, he, he, uh, he, he was making mention about, about sitting on the throne, but he did something else on the throne besides sit, if you follow me. So I'm not going to say it because I'll get in trouble and be my last Sunday, so I'm not going to do that. Anyway, let's, uh, I mean, you know, you sit on the throne, you can also on the throne. Okay, y'all got it? All right, good. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, God, that you are gracious, full of compassion. Thank you, Lord, that you just want the best for us, the best for everything we touch, the best for everything that we do, the best for everything that we put our hands to, Father. We thank you, Lord, that this morning you give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding that they may be flooded with light, so we'll know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody agree with that? Say what? Amen. Thank you, Lord. So identity in Christ. Do you want to know how I know that? It's because it says it on the screen behind me. That's how we keep up with what we're supposed to do up here is we know what the screen says. Anyhow, uh, we've been going over our identity in Christ, and as you all know, or what you may not know, or what you could know, or what you should remember, is that, you know, our identity in Christ, the word identity means to be the same as, right? That we are finding out our similarities with Christ. We're actually finding out that we're exactly the same as He is. Because the Bible tells us in 1 John, it says that as He is, so are we. So as He is right now, right now seated in heavenly places, so are we right now in this world. You see, there's, there's, no, there's no difference between them. The, the wall of separation has been torn down. In fact, on the day where he said it is finished and Jesus gave himself up and died on the cross, the Bible says that the veil was torn from the top to the bottom. The veil that separated mankind from the presence of God, was, that, that, that veil was broke down. When it was broke down, the presence of God entered into the world, and now the presence of God lives and dwells in the inside of each and every one of the Christians today. And you find out, you find out as you look through the Scriptures and as you you check out the New Testament, you find out that you are identical with Christ. Your identity, your ID, who you are in the Spirit is found in Him. If you were to show your driver's license in the Spirit, it'd be a picture of Jesus. If you show your passport in the Spirit, it's a picture of Jesus. Who are you? I need to know who you are for you to be able to enter into heaven, for you to be able to enter into all the glory that, that God has, for you to be able to take part in everything that God has for you. I need to know who you are. Okay, just a minute, and you pull out your license, and it's a picture of Him. Every single time. It doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter where we've been. I have accepted him, and so now I'm engrafted into him. I find myself in Christ, and now that I'm in Christ, I'm a new creation. That new creation's ID is found in and by and through him. Amen? So, 
we say all of that to say that everything that I'm going to be talking about is found in this little book right here. Tiny little book. It's about a 15-minute read, maybe. Got tiny print, itty-bitty print. Little book. It's called In Him by Kenneth Hagin. It talks about who we are in him. In the back, you'll find, let's see. Y'all probably can't see it from here. You see everything listed out? Y'all see that? See all the stuff lifted, listed out? Oh, I bet Michael Staniland's loving me right now on Facebook. See all those? Those little lists there are scriptures, okay? These are all the scriptures that talk about who you are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. That one's in here. You can find out who you are in Christ, through Christ, by Christ. Everything that he did for you and everything that he made you is all found in this itty-bitty tiny 15-minute read. This thing changed my life forever. I got into this little bitty, tiny, what seems to be insignificant book, and my life was turned around completely because I finally realized who I truly was. And I found myself in here. So if you want a good little, quick little read, it, it, I got like three or four of them at the house. And we can order, uh, we're going to order some. Okay, so we're going to have some to just give away. Yeah. You take this one, the dude behind you asked for it before you did. <laughs> so, yeah, see me afterwards, this one's yours. Yeah, yeah. You'll find out, the more that you're around me, you'll find out if I throw something up, you can probably have it. If I throw a $100 bill up, I'm probably finna give it away if you ask about it. So, anyway, just say it. Just say it. Wow. Yeah. No, it's not out. So, anyway, let's get started in this thing. Are y'all tracking with me? Wednesday night, I spent some time Wednesday night, and I've been teaching, going more into depth on Wednesday night, into who we are in Christ, and, and trying to, to, to dig a little deeper and deeper in. And on Wednesday night, we, we got into the subject of finding out not only who we are in Christ, but how do we, we release that which we are. You know, there's, there's, it's one thing to know who you are and what you have and what you could do and all that kind of stuff. But there's something completely different to release that thing into existence. Because as long as we, it doesn't matter what we hold on the inside. It's kind of like a, uh, you know, I hate to take it to feelings, but I'm going to go to feelings. Okay. So it's like you have a feeling of love, right? You have this feeling of love, you know, you, you, you feel, you know, you get the goosebumps and, oh, just, just when I hear his voice, it just melt. And, and, you know, just, you know, just every time I'm around her, just, just smells, I just smell stuff. It just feels good. You know, I mean, so, you know, you, you have all these feelings and all these things going on in the inside of you and the chemical things are kicking off in the brain and your heart pay, beats fast and all of that. And you, you, you start to realize that there's this, this feeling towards this person and that person. But until the two of you actually communicate that and release that love, it doesn't exist. It's only a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's kind of like the things with God. It's just like the things with God. God puts on the inside of us all of this who we are in Christ and identification who we are in Christ. In fact, the, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell on the inside of us, which means that all of heaven resides on the inside of every born again created by Christ 
Christian that walks the face of the earth today is made brand new and can find in themselves the full-on spirit, power, glory of God, all of heaven in them right now today. But until we communicate that thing, until we begin to communicate that, which is on the inside of us, it doesn't exist. Because you go back to our love, and you know, you, you, you're in love, and you're holding hands. And, uh, but it doesn't mean nothing until what? You say the words, I love you. When that happens, when that happens, when those words come out of your mouth, you have now effectively communicated that which was on the inside of you. You say it, they hear it, it's real. It becomes effective now. And now it can create a long-lasting relationship that some of these relationships last for 60 and 70 years. I mean, they just go on and on and on and on. And, those, and that couple will get married. and they get, You know, and uh, you see what I'm saying? It's the same thing with what's in us in Christ. If we don't effectively communicate that, if we don't share that, if we don't allow that which is on the inside of us to come out, then now it doesn't really take effect in the atmosphere around us. Okay? Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. Everybody good? We're going to start in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to go to all the way to Revelation 20, okay? We're going to do all that this morning. I hope you brought some food because I'm going to go on through lunch. If not, we can always, what is it, DoorDash? We'll DoorDash something up in here. We'll DoorDash something up in here for everybody. We'll take care of you. Uh, who's going to pay for it? Uh, Sorrels. Stephen Sorrels will pay for it. Anyway, um, let's read this one, huh? Everybody knows this one. In the beginning, what happened? God created the heavens and the earth. Next one. The earth was without, without form and void, and darkness was, darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3. Then what happened? Then God said what? Let there be light. And what happened after that? There was light. In the beginning, back up, one scripture, created the heavens and the earth, verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the faces of the water. In the beginning, the first step in the creation of what we see, touch, feel, and, and respond to in this life, God had to do something to create the world in which we live in. He had to activate something he had to use his faith to create something that didn't exist to make it he had to use his faith to create that thing he saw it on the inside he felt on the inside he knew he is light he is light he is love he is all of that all of this is on the inside of him and in this scripture right here the earth was without form and voided darkness is on the face of the earth so right now he's in a state there's a state of pretty much darkness nothingness around God, the earth is without form and void. So at this point, things are not the way God wanted and intended for them to be. He is about to create an atmosphere for us to exist. So at this point, let's think about this for a minute. There's darkness around because there's no light yet. He hadn't said, let there be light, right? There's no light. There's just darkness. Everything's without form. Chaos. I mean, think about it, how many times in your life you find yourself in that spot where it's darkness, chaos, 
everything around you just seems to be without form and void. It just seems to be just bad off. Just a terrible spot to be in. It's this, this, and that's where God is. He's in that spot. He's in that place to where you, where you and I find ourselves on a continual basis in this life. He is in that place. And He's showing us what we are supposed to do to create something new out of it. So, picture God. He's in this place. The earth is without form and void. It's dark. There's no light. On the inside of God, there is light. There's all of creation. And so what does God do? Verse 3. And then God said, let there be light. Just like, just like a couple, a husband and wife will say, I love you. And now that love exists. God is doing that in the beginning when he goes to create the universe. He said, let there be light. And whammo it was. Why? Because it was in him and he said it. It was something that was in him that he released, that he let out, that he communicated with the entire universe and created everything we see, touch, and feel. Are y'all tracking with me here? Go to Philemon chapter 6. And we could continue on if you wanted to. If you continued on in Genesis, you'll find out in the scriptures to follow that he kept saying. He said, let, the, let, let there be light, and there was. He said, let the, let the, the, the earth and the, and, the, and the water separate from each other. And they were. He said, let, their, let, let the light go down and there be night and there's day and night. And, let the, and it was. And everything that God said during that time, everything that he was saying and speaking and communicating, all of that that he was communicating was. It became was. Okay? Not that one. Go to the, go to the King James Version, please, first. Thank you. This is Philemon. This is a fun scripture to get on. And, um, you know, you got to realize, let me before I, let me back up a little bit. You got to realize this whenever we're talking about your identity in Christ and the things that, you know, the things that Christ has done for you, in you, and by you, and through you. All of those things, you know, we, we have to realize that all of that's found in the New Testament, okay? The revelation of Paul, you know, that the Apostle Paul is sharing those revelations. And, you know, I like what, what Mark Hankins says. He says that, that, you know, the Gospels are a picture of who the Christian's supposed to be. Because you get to see Jesus doing all these things. The gospel is communicating all these things to you and saying, this, here's a picture of what, what Jesus did, and this is a picture of what the Christian is supposed to be. But he says that the epistles, which is all the rest of the New Testament that Paul wrote, uh, that all those epistles that are in there are now beyond a picture. They're an x-ray of what you are and should be and ought to be in Christ. That it gets into the nuts and bolts of how this works. If you go to John chapter 16, you hear Jesus say that there's many things that I need to teach you. He said this in John 16. He tells the, the disciples, there's a lot of stuff that I need to tell you. There's a lot more, but you cannot receive it right now. However, when I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he will teach you. He will then teach you all these things. And so now, if you get into the epistles and what Paul was looking at, Paul was sharing and Paul is sharing in the New Testament all the teachings of Jesus that he couldn't teach because the Holy Spirit had not come. Y'all tracking with me? All right, cool. Well, let's get into this. Philemon, chapter 6. It says that the sharing of your faith may become effective... By the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ. Now, I know I've said this before in here, and I'm going to say it a million times. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. On that day, when you said, yes, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. On that day, you became a brand new creation that never before existed. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. What happens? You are engrafted into him. Your branch that wasn't doing no good is now put into the vine. And now everything that's flowing in the vine is flowing in you. Everything that the vine has, you have. Everything the vine could do, you can do. That's the reason why Jesus said, Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll do also, and greater works than these to do because I go to my Father. Why is that, Jesus? Because, because now you're going to be engrafted in me. You're going to be in me. You're going to be in me, and I'm going to be in you, and we're going to be in the Father, and all of us are going to be wrapped up together in one, and everything that you do, I do, and everything that I do, the Father does, and everything the Father does, you do. It's just going to be this great, big coming together of, the, of all of us coming together and doing something fantastic in the world. Was that too quick? It's just I'm trying, to, I'm trying to grab some back stuff to kind of bring us, you know, there's a little bit of foundational stuff that's there. So he's saying that when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Y'all remember the Kool-Aid? Kool-Aid? All right. Kool-Aid, for those of you that were not here, uh, we talked about being in Christ like water and Kool-Aid. You mix the two of them together. You can't tell the difference between the water nor the Kool-Aid to come with one. You know, and then you can't get the Kool-Aid out the water. You can't get the water out the Kool-Aid. It's just kind of there. Anyway, so now everything that's in Christ is operating in you. Galatians 2.20 says that I died. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Why is it that Christ lives in me? Because I'm dead. I'm a dead man. I'm gone. I'm raised with him. I'm alive with him. I've been seated with him in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 says, and through that, I'm now living this life that's now Jesus' life, and I'm just leaving it on the outside. Amen. So. Being in Christ and being that new creation and the Kool-Aid and all that wrapped up together, you find this scripture right here, which I think is one of the most powerful ones that you can find in, in the uh, New Testament, in the further revelations of Paul. It's only one book. Like, this is not Philemon chapter 6. This is just, it just one chapter. One little chapter. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ. This is exactly what God did at the beginning. There's no difference here. What God did was he made his faith effective. How did he make his faith effective? He made his faith effective by acknowledging every good thing that was in him. Everything that was in him, he acknowledged and acted like it was true. And so therefore it was. The new born-again, new creation Christian that's born again, who has accepted Jesus as, as his Lord and Savior and her Lord and Savior, all of heaven is in you. To have all of heaven show up in this world it's in you, in Christ, those good things, and it's more than one because it's every good thing in Christ. All those good things that are in you, all that heaven's in you, has to be shared to become effective. I'm trying to do this right. I'm trying to do it slow. If we don't share what is in us. The word share means to communicate, to commune with, to be a part of. If we don't share in that, if we don't relate in that, it not only means to talk, but to also act with. That you share with, you act with. There's a reason why we got a food pantry over here. Why? Because we're acting with God when we feed people. We are sharing. We are affected. We are sharing. We're communicating what is in us to those people. 
over there. So, so sharing of your faith, the sharing of your faith becomes effective. We want the stuff that's in us to affect the world around us. Just like God in the beginning. Chaos and stuff going on. What do you do? You become, you make that which is in you become effective by sharing and acknowledging every good thing that's in you in Christ. Is this making sense? I'm getting a lot of blank stares. Because I, I bet it's because I'm trying to feed you like a steak dinner like this quick. I'm just trying to put a whole lot in you. And it's like, I see it bouncing off of half of you. Some of you getting it, some of you not. It's kind of funny to me. You know, I'm like, you know, there's, there's a lot of information here. It's a lot of information. You could change the atmosphere and the world around you simply by acting like God. Jesus said, the works that you see me do, you'll do also in greater works than these do my father. Why? What, what, what did Jesus do? Jesus spoke to a fig tree. He spoke to mountains. He spoke to tumors. He laid his hands on the sick. They got better. Why was he doing all these things? He was showing us a picture of what we were supposed to be after he was dead, buried, and resurrected. He was showing us what the Christian life was. And then Paul in the epistles not only showed us, but got into the detail of how you make the thing happen. Let's go into your life for a minute. Not your life. Let's talk about my life. Because I'll start talking about y'all's life and it'll be, it'll be on like a chicken bone. People be texting and emailing and what do you mean saying that in front of all them people? That ain't right, Greg. I got a problem. Picture it. I don't care what you picture. It's a problem. Okay? There is no solution that you could find out here. We'll make it money. I'm a banker. That makes it real easy for me. Because I do it all the time. I got to pay for some stuff. And I got to. You ever been there? Anybody ever been there? Got to pay. Got to. Got to pay for some stuff. Look in my checkbook. It ain't there. I look in my savings account. It ain't there. I look in my little rat hole that I don't tell nobody about. It ain't there. It's nowhere to be found in the natural. I go to Chris, and Chris is like, no, dude, I ain't giving you nothing. I ain't giving you a thing. I go to Mr. Kenny, Miss Allie. They turn me down flat, you know. You wouldn't turn me down, would you, Buck? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Y'all sit, you, you with me in the situation? I'm in this situation. And there's no money around. There's no way to fix my problem that I've got. Okay? However, I am a brand new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And the Bible tells me that he has supplied all of my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So my identity stuff, by Christ Jesus, means that Christ did that. So all of my needs are met through Christ. And, and I know that. I know that on the inside of me. And I sense that. And I feel that on the inside of me. It sounds like I'm falling in love, doesn't it? I feel it, you know, and I get the goosebumps and stuff. And I just really feel good about that. But I just sit there and just feel good about it. The problem still exists. It's not changing. And let's just say for point of conversation, 
that in this this crisis in which I found myself, and I don't have enough money to enact on everything. It sounds way different over here. It does. It sounds way different over here. I like it better here. Yeah. Oh, I got to move back. Michael Stanley's on to me. It sounds better over there, Michael. Fix it. Anyway. Where was I? I'm in my problem. And for point of conversation, even though I know all of these scriptures and all this thing, and I do feel the goosebumps, and I go to church, and I'm like, yes, Jesus is going to take care of all my problems. Thank you, Lord. And I cry, and I snort, and snot, and do all that, you know, the whole churchy thing, and I do it. And for point of conversation, I go back to work on Monday morning, and somebody comes up to me and goes, well, how's everything going with your little problem that you told me about last week? You know, you said you were a little short on money. You know, Chris, Chris calls me, hey, man, I know you called and asked for that money. I just didn't give it to you. How's everything going? And I go, I begin to say, man, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Now, what we've done now is we've, we've, we've actually communicated something. We've actually shared it. We put my scripture back up there for Lehman chapter. See, Thank you. We have shared with people by communicating. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we've shared our what? Our fear, our doubt. We have shared our fear and our doubt. And it's become effective because I've acknowledged it. And I've acknowledged every bad thing and every wrong thing that is not in me. That's in the world around me. So let's take you back to, to God. God's in the beginning. There was, there was nothing. Was, earth was out form and void. And there was this chaos and stuff going around. And all of a sudden, instead of God saying, let there be light, he said, what are we going to do now? I don't know how we're going to change this. You see what I'm saying? Now there's something being communicated and shared and we're acknowledging the wrong thing. That's why we're communicating and sharing fears because we're acknowledging the wrong thing. And guess who makes the decision on that? Who makes the decision on that? I do. I make the decision on what comes out of this thing right here. I'm the one that gets to say it. I'm the one that gets to acknowledge what's happening. I'm the one that gets to... To share what it feels like I want to be sharing out of this thing right here. I control this. I control what comes out of this thing. Nobody else. There ain't nobody else out there. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody. Nobody can control this thing. In fact, the Bible says that no man can tame the tongue. That is a, it's a world of fire. It's, it's just, it just, just tear, it just tears up. It's like those blazing fires they have in California. It just goes, that tongue, man, you go to waggling off on that tongue. Next thing you know, stuff gets worse. Can't find no money. Ain't nobody going to give you no money because you're walking around acting like how broke you are and telling everybody how broke you are. No, I got a problem. I need some help. They're looking at you like, I ain't going to get it back, am I? Does it, is this tracking? Is this making sense with y'all? Go to the Amplified now, if you would, on that one. And I pray, this is Paul talking, okay? That the participation in and the sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory.
Paul is praying that we would get a hold to who we are in Christ and our identity in the Spirit and begin to communicate that thing with the world around us. Next thing you know, every problem that comes up ain't no deal. The Bible says that he will take the foolish things of this world and confound the wise. How is he confounding the wise with the foolish things of this world? Because you've got all kind of chaos and junk going on all the time. But instead of speaking what is going on around you, you pull a God deal. You actually act like the Lord does. And you put yourself in a position to say, you know what? Uh, let there be light. And now that which is on the inside of you begins to change the atmosphere around you. See, we've got, we've done so many, I I say we, me. I've done so many mistakes. I've made so many problems. I've made so many things wrong because I did not communicate what was in me in Christ. I communicated what was around me and about me that was not having anything at all to do with God one bit. And so now we start to see if you realize that, that you're, you're the one that makes the decision on the deal. Back to what, Angel? When did you preach last? Last week. Back when Angel preached last week, you talked about the spirit, soul, and body and how the soul will navigate, it'll, it'll vacillate between the spirit and the flesh, spirit and the flesh. You know, the soul is the decision maker. Now you understand why your brain works you over whenever stuff is going on. Why is your brain always working? Because the enemy is constantly trying to throw darts at you. The Bible says, the Bible says that they're fiery darts that are thrown at us, Right? And we're supposed to take our shield of faith, which is our filter system, which is what we believe, to quench those fiery darts. But instead of doing that, I, not y'all, me, I go ahead and let those thoughts come to me, and now I start speaking them, and I'm over here. I'm over here now. I'm over here in a realm and in a place where I'm speaking fear, and I'm creating a deeper problem. You ever heard somebody say, man, you're just digging a deeper hole? That's all you're doing is digging a deeper hole. That's all I'm doing is digging a deeper hole whenever I talk about the problem. 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 And as I continue to do that, I'm digging myself deeper and deeper and deeper. And now I'm building an actual spot where that thing becomes solid in me because I've talked about it so much. It's wrapped a hole to me. I've gotten in there, I laid in it, I kissed it, I loved on it, I did everything I could to just get all up in the big middle of it. I'm wrapped up in my blanket at the house, crying, screaming, bawling and squalling, instead of over here, instead of over here in a life of victory, a life of overcoming, a life of actually walking on the water like Peter did. Not only did he walk on the water physically, but he walked on the water in the spirit realm. He got over the obstacle that was between him and where he was supposed to be. He walked over the thing. That's what we're supposed to do every single day, is to walk over our problems. Walk over the situations that we find ourselves in. And we do it by the words that we say and the actions that we take. Wow. Wow. Yahweh, baby. Y'all with me? Mm. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, please. (laughs) All right. It's some good stuff right here. Y'all get ready, okay? I'm going to give you something good, and then you go home and eat. But what does it say? The word is nigh you or near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So Paul just said, faith, back up. Paul just said that faith 
is in it's na- near you that the word is near you and that 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 word that's near you that's in your mouth and in your heart that is the faith that we're preaching that's what it is it's the word being near you i'll never leave you nor forsake you remember he said that it's the word near you that you find in your mouth and in your heart those words that are near you are the faith that he's preaching of is it making sense? Y'all track it with me? That's what he's saying in this one. Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The simple act of becoming a born-again saved Christian, whatever you want to call it, where you, you, if you're, if you're, if you say you're going, I don't want you to raise your hand, but think about it. Do you really think you're going to go to heaven one day? Is Jesus really your Lord? Then you went through this process at some point in your life to obtain that. This is the process you went through. You believed in your heart And that made you righteous. But you also had to confess with you. You had to share that which was in you in Christ. You had to share it out of your mouth to deliver you and to bring you into salvation. It's the same thing at the let there be light. It's like, I said it the other night, Wednesday night. It's like there's this massive kinetic energy in the spirit constantly. The word is nigh you in your mouth and in your heart. There's chaos all around you. There's junk happening. There's problems. There's situations. There's issues. Everybody got anybody in here don't have an issue right now. Okay, got one. Everybody got issues. Everybody got junk. Everybody got stuff. Everybody, everybody, I don't care who y'all, everybody. Something. Something. All of that's going on around you. And in the spirit realm, the word is nigh you. It's near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. And in the spirit, there's this major kinetic. Y'all know what I mean by kinetic energy? Potential energy. Excuse me. Potential energy. You know what I'm talking about? Potential energy. That just at any point, the railroad coaster, the roller coaster is going to go over the, the, the hill and you're gonna, your stomach's going to go crazy. That right there. All that potential energy is built up waiting, waiting, waiting for what? For us to act like God told us to. To communicate, to share that which is on the inside of us. And soon as we release it, the roller coaster goes. Every time we have a problem. Every time there's a situation. We... Are expected, I, not y'all, I, we, we are expected to communicate that which is good in us, in our identity in Christ with the world around us. If we don't communicate that, we're going to communicate this over here. We're going to communicate the fear, the lack, the disease, the hurt, the shame. All of the things that we claim to say we don't want to have, we keep saying that we got them.
That making sense? See, where God is wanting us to say, God is wanting us to realize with the collection of information, taking that collection of information and letting revelation take place and step over into a full, complete communication of who He is and what He is in our lives. If we don't do that, nothing changes. Just think about it. What if God was still right now today, still? However many, if you believe the billions of years or the thousands of years, whichever one of those theories you want to latch yourself onto, was still trying to figure out why everything was all chaotic around him. I don't understand why it's so chaotic and the earth without void. I don't understand that. I mean, I want it to be. I want there to be change. I want it to be different, but it's not. I wonder why it's not different. I mean, you say, you laugh, but that's really what we do. We want to know why God ain't changed nothing. We want to know why it ain't no different. We want to know, we want to know, we want to know instead of speaking what is. What is. We've been tasked with a fantastic, fantastic opportunity. We have the opportunity to communicate 100% absolute truth. Y'all remember Dragnet? You do. <laughs> Anybody remember Dragnet? Yeah, Dragnet. What was I always say? Just the what? Just the what, ma'am? Just the what? Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Just the facts. We don't communicate facts because the fact is, is that it's, it's hell on earth and I don't have enough money and I can't find it. That's a fact. That's a 100% fact. No question about it. Don't have the money. It ain't in my pocket. It ain't in my checking account. It ain't in my rat hole. It's nowhere to be found, and Chris won't give it to me. I ain't got it. That is a 100% fact. But the truth is, is that he has given me all things that I need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That if I give, he'll give it back to me good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That if I bring my tithes into the storehouse, that, would be meat, that there may be meat in his house, he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out such blessing that I don't have room enough to contain it. I ain't got no money problem. There ain't no money problem around here. There ain't one bit of money problem. At some point, around the next corner, around the next phone call, somebody finna walk around and give me what I need to fulfill because God said that it would be. That's the truth. And the truth always overrides the facts. I mean, if you think about it in a court of law. I got any lawyers in here? Attorneys? Yeah, criminal? Okay, all right, good deal. All right, I got some, I got some criminals, right? Okay, I didn't think about that, T. Bray. Thank you. Thank you. Good deal. I, I like that better, actually. It's better than having the attorneys in here. Former. Former criminal, yes, former, former, former. Thanks. We'll clarify that for everybody. Folks are like, folks are like, I ain't shaking his hand on the way out. <laughs> yeah. The facts may be in the case that it looks like that T. Bray did whatever it was that T. Bray did, but the truth of what really happened could be something completely different. It could be completely different. You can have a case where it looks like that you are guilty as all get out. But the truth overrides that guilt. See, we as humans, whenever we're born, we're born into sin. 
which includes sickness, disease, poverty, lack, all these things that we have to deal with. Our body dies. That's, that's, our, that's, that's what we, we put up with. Disease, sickness, all those things have, have come with that. It's because sin is in the world. The air that you breathe is killing you. All right? It's just the way, it just, uh, from the day you're, you're slapped on the hiney and you start to breathe this air, it begins killing you right then. There's sin in the world. It's been this way since Adam ate of the fruit. It's just what happened. That may be a fact. But the truth is, is that Jesus came. He died for your sin. All of your sin. Everything you have done, everything you are doing, and everything that you will do that's against the law of God. He died and became the sacrifice for that so that you don't have to live a life of hell. And you don't have to live an eternity of hell. You can live a life of righteousness and an eternity with God because Jesus came and his truth overrides the fact that you're a human being. His truth gets rid of what's called the curse of the law. It's done away with. Do y'all have Romans chapter 8 in there? Like verse 3, and then I'll be quiet. I didn't give y'all that one. Romans chapter 8, verse 3. Actually, you could do 1 and 2 if you want to, if it's easier for you. 1, 2, and 3. I'm going to quit, y'all, I promise. I mean, Jesus, you have to realize, Jesus didn't start in Bethlehem. He began, he began in the beginning. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. This is John chapter 1. Then it goes on to say that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word of God, made flesh. He knew that we couldn't do it, so he had to send Jesus to get the thing done. And the truth of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ overrides every fact in our life. Look at this. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Everything that was wrapped up in sin and death, I've been made free of that. Because why? I've stepped ever into the law of life in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things to come new. Now I can speak to a mountain. I can tell it to move. Now I can speak to a tumor. I can tell it to leave my body. Now I can talk to finances. I can tell them to come in. I can ask the angels. I can tell the angels, command the angels to go out and get the money to bring it in. To make it. I have now stepped over into my identification of who I am in Christ. I understand that he and I are mixed together in the spirit. We're one spirit with each other. And now I can operate like God did in the beginning. And I get there simply through the collection of information that becomes revelation. And now I can walk in my communication. So my little bitty book, this right here. Man, I tell you what, there's 130 scriptures in here about who you are in Christ and what you could do in him. Right here. In this little bitty. See, and that's, that's what's funny to me about the things of God. You find out how the, the closer you get to God, the more simpler things become. It's just simple. It's easy. And it's light. Just like Jesus said it would be. Amen. All right, I'm done. I've got to let y'all go home. Let's pray. Everybody stand. Oh, stretch them legs. Man, he went for a long time. I wish. I mean, I got, I got three more scriptures in here I could talk about if y'all want me to do it. No. 
about half and half. Uh, we're going to pray, and I don't know what's going to happen while we pray. We may stay here for a minute. If you've got to go, goodbye. We love you, and we appreciate you being here today. I don't want the, I, I understand. My time is extremely important to me, like extremely important to me. So I know it's just as important to you. So if you've got to go, I understand, okay? So whenever we, we get into this, if we get into more and it goes long, y'all can go ahead and leave. It's all right. You all right? No good with that? All right. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Joseph, come play. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's been some chaos in life for most of us. Stuff is just going wild. It's going crazy. So, Lord, right now we acknowledge that things are going wild and crazy. But we know that this is just a fact. That these things that are going on are temporary. That they are not the truth. That the absolute 100% truth is found in your word. And so right now, Father, y'all lift your hands. Right now, Father, we shed off all the worry and concern of what's been going on in life. What's been going on in life around us. We pledge, Lord, we're not going to act like the problem's not there, but we're definitely not going to let the problem lead us. We're going to shed it off of us and get it off of us. We let it go in Jesus' name. Whatever it is is not bigger than my God. Whatever it is is not greater than that which is on the inside of me. And we let it go in Jesus' name. And now, Father, we ask that your peace that surpasses all understanding to guard our hearts and our minds by Christ Jesus. We ask you for that peace right now. Thank you, Father. And then by the acknowledgement of your peace being in us that we are releasing it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, angels, we command you to go in the name of Jesus. You go and you perform God's word on our behalf. You do that which He said in His Word. You operate in that which He says in His Word. His Word says that I am free. You go make me free. His Word says that I am healthy. I am healthy. You make that thing healthy right now in Jesus' name. We thank You, Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus, it was more than enough. More than enough. My back is fine. My sciatic nerve is not acting up. My pain is gone. The cancer is out. In Jesus' name. Like knees, if you've been messing with your knees, if your knees have been messing, just go ahead and move those around. See, he's, he's operating in you. Just, just, just acknowledge that it's there. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. It's that simple to acknowledge that, that the healing is yours because he took the beating. You can move your, you can move your, you can move your knees now. Hallelujah. Oppression and depression, like a, a sickness or a disease of the soul, he says, he, says, he says, accept my peace. So we accept your peace, Lord. It guards our hearts and our minds, which is our soul. Our soul is guarded by you. The peace of Jesus. Whatever we've been worried about, we cast at your feet right now in the name of Jesus. It's gone. Children worried about kids? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Worried about your children. You stop, says the Lord. If you've trained them up in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it. But you have trained them. You have set them the right path. Allow me to work in that, says the Lord. Stop worrying about your kids. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And now, Lord, right now, we just now that we've released the worry, we've released the concern, and we've acknowledged that your truth far exceeds all of these facts that are around us. We receive your word in Jesus' name. We believe that we've received what's happening, and now we thank you for it. Just thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A thankful heart is a faithful heart because you believe that he's going to do what he said he was going to do. So thank him for it before you even see it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are moving on our behalf. Things are being shook up and changed that we never even knew existed out there. Things that are in darkness are coming to light. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your word is working mightily on our behalf. We thank you, Father. And we count it as done in the name of Jesus. And we back it up with a straight up amen. Let it be. Let it be. Thank you, Father. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Anybody got any prayer for anything?